Welcome everybody to Real Talk with Casey and Jojo. I did it right this time. What's up, Casey? So Jojo. So today we're going to talk about depression, but most of all, labels. And you know, we could talk about anxiety, um, things around that nature, depression, anxiety, and labels. Um, specifically labels, because I think it's very important not to be attached to labels or any type of outside um, sort of figure of authority giving you a label. Um, So, you know, we talk a lot about our own experiences, of course. Um, And I remember, you know, my entire life, I was labeled as depressed. I was labeled as um, having anxiety. Um, They basically labeled me as a child with this, right? As if, as if I had caught something, I caught depression or I caught anxiety, right? Like as if I was living with something. It's like depression and anxiety in a lot of ways is like the C-19, right? Because I can't say, can I say that? Can I say? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Like the vid? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um. I mean, it's not that it doesn't exist. I don't know. Not, not here to debate right. That, that has nothing to do with it. It's just, yeah, the labeling that, the that labeling, they do. Right, 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 right. And and so, you know, I wish somebody would have said, you know what, there is a scale between one to 10. 10 is the best feeling of, of feeling um, bliss, of feeling love, unconditional love, feeling just elated. And zero is your worst. You're going to go through zero through 10, or let's just say one, one through 10, your entire life, you're going to go up and down, up and down like the sun does or around and around. So the point is, is that, um, it's part of the cyclical nature for us to go up and down. It's like our breathing. We go in and out, we sleep and we awake. We it's, it's this up and down, right? So if somebody would have said, um, Hey, you're going to go through downs in your life. You're going to go through lows, but you can get yourself out of it because after a low, there's a high, right? When you go deep down to the bottom of the pit and you've hit this like darkness of feeling like there's nowhere else you can go. And you're just at the bottom and you're feeling this feeling of one feeling of depression, feeling of, I don't want to be here anymore. Feeling like, you know, suicidal, all these things you want to get to the other side where you're not feeling that way. But sometimes we feel like we're stuck and that's usually right. Like it's, that's usually the feeling Mm -hmm. that comes with being depressed, the feeling of this never ending I'm stuck and it's going to be like this forever. And I just don't want to be here. And that is part of the symptoms of being depressed. Right. So what happens is when we get labeled as such, we take that as a permission slip to stay in this the, well, place. Sorry to interrupt. Pause. Labeled by who? Our doctors, our society. I mean, our... technically, you know, technically with the onset of uh, like WebMD and online medical sources. I mean, I guess. That too. You know, like you, you can, can self-diagnose yourself. Right. I mean, self-diagnosis is a thing. So, I mean, I think you're basically saying that kind of kind of going through a timeline at some point mostly we were diagnosed by counselors, student counselors, uh, other people, psychologists, psychiatrists, outside of ourselves, outside of ourselves. Right. And then, you know, we kind of moved into, um, depression because I think depression became really mainstream as like school shootings. 
kind of started, right? Because like when we were growing up, school shootings never happened in the '90s. I mean, not that they they happened, but not like they happen now. <clears throat> not not saying that they have, that that they've much. never happened. But my point is, is that like I think twenty. I read a statistic that twenty percent of teens experience depression. I would think it would be a lot more than that. Um, just based on, you know, my own experiences, but well, and the way that the world is going, like what's happening with the world. Right. And I didn't get into the details of where that statistic came from, but you know, you think about it and it's like depression, depression has been, I don't want to say celebrated because that's not really where I'm going with it, but it's been put in the limelight, right. Put in the limelight in the sense that like, you know, artists kind of give off this depression, artists like music artists, right? Artists are artists kind of have this depression, like aspect to them, some, right? There's a genre out there, right? But you know what? I think it's misinterpreted because I think artists are very emotional. Well, but do you think- And they allow themselves to be in a state of depression because a state of depression is being in a state of I'm a one, I'm a two, you know, but that doesn't mean you can't just change to a five or a six. And what I'm I'm trying to say is this, right? Is that just just being blunt and and real talk with it. Like, you know, from a guy's perspective, it's like we went from you're a pussy if you cry. That's how I grew up, right? right? In the 80s and 90s to it's okay if you cry to now it's like, it's cool if you cry. Right. So it's like it's like we've seen this transgression of you. You're not depressed. You're just being a little bitch. Right. Then depression which suppressed it. Right. Which suppressed it even more, which turns it probably into anger and lashing out and things like that. Right. Then we kind of moved into we acknowledge depression. Our, our awareness of depression increased. But is that really what it was? And the proliferation of depression through awareness, which. Mm, not right. to say not to say that that's not a good thing I, i'm not that's not neither here nor there with this conversation no i want to say that can i say this <laughs> sure yeah. okay so whatever we give our attention to and focus on it grows it builds momentum and so we get the fact that you know we should be aware of people's state of mind or state of being and their state of emotional. We should be aware of that. But when we focus our awareness into just depression and this label of depression that only gives you the authority of then being able to prescribe things in order to suppress that, that depression, not cure it, then it becomes a cycle of, oh, I need something outside of me. I need somebody to rescue me. I need something to be able to fix this. Right. right. But what I was going to say that you didn't want to talk about is <laughs> um, the focus, right? So if you put out, let's have a war against depression, that's just going to cause more depression because we're going to be focused on depression versus if we had a war mm-hmm. on peace guess what? We're going to have way more peace because we're focusing on peace. So it's all about what right. it is that we are focusing our energy to. Yeah, no doubt. And so just to kind of go through this for anyone, just to, because I think this helps kind of nail, nail home the point, right? Is that depression, symptoms of depression, persistent feelings of sadness, loss of interest in activities, trouble sleeping or oversleeping, appetite or weight changes, fatigue or decreased energy, difficulty thinking clearly or quickly, and irritability, frustration, or pessimism, physical aches and pains, recurring thoughts of death or suicide. Now I have felt every single one of those, like probably, I don't know, within the last few years of my life. Right. But I'm not depressed. No, in no way, shape or form. Do I think I'm depressed? So awareness of depression increases. Oh shit. I feel this. Right. Because if something's wrong from something is wrong with me, uh, we've been conditioned to look, like you said, outside of ourselves to find an answer. Right. Right. The answer exists outside of me. So, like you said, by proliferating 
the idea of depression as a thing that you have that you can get that you can catch that you are diagnosed with and then putting out a list of um, symptoms suddenly you you have people kids adults they go oh i feel bad something's wrong with me it might it must be depression because i feel all of these things right And and i think another point too is that like you know, we all we all have an astrological chart, right? We all were born at a specific day, a specific Ooh, time. Oh, I would love to get into that. Sheet. But can I finish snapshot. on that last? Yeah, yeah, come yeah. back right to it. Yeah. Come back, right, but I'm gonna forget. So I alignment, okay? If we were just taught, hey, you are out of alignment. You are doing things that are not for the best of, for you, right? Your soul is is unhappy because it's going in the wrong direction. So if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling sad, I remember when we are, we were going through our own, you know, struggles and I was super depressed and I wanted nothing more than to numb myself with pills because then I wouldn't feel it. But that's not true because we store it all inside. And eventually we still have to heal from that because that, that energy is still in there. So I was doing nothing, but just kicking the can and, and it came out later on. Right. So If we are to realize that it's because we're not in alignment that this is happening, then we can look at it and go, okay, how do I get out of this? That means I have a choice. That means I can find a way to alignment from where I am. It is possible. And then that just shifts your perspective. So I just wanted to say that before you went into the astrology. I want to add one more thing before we go back to the astrology, because (laughs) because I think it's it's another good, another good um, sort of, sort of way to look at it. I lost my train of thought. This always happens. Go ahead. I, I got to pause. I Is it about alignment? No, it's it's about um, just the fact that like there's there's a, there's literally like a whole section of society of the economy industry, right? That's dedicated towards this, right? There's pharmaceutical influence pills that are dedicated towards towards this right so what what triggered me was that you said we don't teach ourselves right like we don't teach our children conflict management right we don't teach intelligence we don't teach our kids emotional intelligence we don't we don't most of us don't we don't teach them i know we didn't not not the first you know 13 because we didn't know ourselves we didn't know any better right um but there's, there's, there are skills that we can learn. And, and, you know, there's tons of authors that put out books on this stuff, but it hasn't made it into our school system. It hasn't made into most, most kids' lives. And if they had the understanding and perspective of that, of, you know, this is normal, like what I'm feeling is okay. It's, you know, it's part of the process, right. It's part of the process and it's part of your life and, and it will ebb and flow, right. It's everything ebbs and flows. Right. So it's not, you know, it's not about that, but we don't, right. Because there's no money in that. Right. There's no, that's why it's not going to be in schools. I mean, to some degree, yes, because there'll be influences within the school, but the system within itself, it wants you to follow one path, one pattern. It's, you know, they've said it before. I want a think, I want a, uh, a society that doesn't think so that they can just work, you know? And, and when you instill that in a child and you take away their soul, their happiness, they're following their joy, their curiosity and make them stay within a box and, and discipline and certain rules, you take that away from them. They're naturally going to be depressed and they're going to have to figure out how 
because they've never felt that way before. And then you have right. society going, look, you're yeah. labeled as depressed. And then they go, oh, is that what it is? Because nobody is yeah. telling them what the emotional scale is and, as far as frequency. Yeah. And that's a good segue into the astrology piece, because, you know, obviously certain astrological signs are more prone based on your moon sign and everything else are more prone to depression like tendencies based on the environment that they're in. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I imagine, I imagine a school system, imagine a school system where a teacher is taught astrology. Right. And they essentially part of, part of their class, part of their day one class assignment is, is I want to know what your sun sign is and moon sign is. So we're going to kind of do a mini astrological reading on you, Joanna, my pupil. Right now, why am I going to do that as a teacher? Because if I understand her moon and sun sign, I understand not only how she responds to things, but also how she likes to be talked to, how she kind of ebbs and flows, how she learns, right? All these like secrets are in that chart and you can, you know, dig as deep as how many, how many different moons are there? Or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like how many different, different aspects of the chart are there? There's there's tons. tons. I mean, you can't, but I mean, you can get as deep as you want to with a chart. Yeah, yeah. But like, imagine a system where where a teacher did that. Imagine a system where you know we're at work and we, as adults, because as children we were taught this thing, these things, we understand the moon and the sun and the influence that that has on us as humans and the and the influence that it has in terms of how we treat people and how we respond to people. Right? Oh, she's a Leo. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you more know acceptance, I mean? it, 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 it's more acceptance. And it's like, yeah, that, that piece to me is like, I wonder the oh, amount of the kids, the, the amount of kids in the school system that are just naturally drawn towards depression because how they learn, how they operate, how they communicate is so counterintuitive to our school system. Right. It's very in the box. Taught. It's very in the box. It's, right. It takes away the natural curiosity that we have as human beings to learn, to seek. But yet you go to school and they say you can't read these books. You can only read these books and you can't look in the information online here. You can only look in within the, these parameters. And yeah. and I'm like, how is that learning when you're keeping them, you know, under a certain box and, and not having them expand their, their, their minds. How is that truly learning? Like, how is that true education? And it's not, it's indoctrination. That's the difference. Yeah. hundred percent. And again, it's not, it, it, this isn't about like whether depression is, it, we're not trying to say depression is not real. Of course, no, of, of course, course it of is, course it's it's, real. but we have to understand that it's also it's a not, state of being. Yes. And it's not to discredit one's need to seek assistance if they feel depressed either. That's not the point. Not at it, all. It's more so about looking at depression not as not as something that happens to us, but almost something that we allow to happen within us, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, if if we understand all these things, if we understand the astrology, if we understand the powers, the powers of the mind that we possess, or just your emotions, if you know that you you're feeling bad, it's because you're not going the right way. Then you'll start doing things that make you feel good, and then you'll start feeling more and more in alignment, and you start following those things that feel good and good and good and good and better and better and better and great and great and great until you're amazing. Yeah, and shout out to Sergio. Um, if you guys are in the Love Your Life Tribe, Love Your Life Tribe. If anyone's watching, um, hop on there and check out his presentation that he did, um, talking about the brain and consciousness. Yeah, and kind of like exactly kind of some some of the skills or some of the things that you can do um, in your life with you and your kids to kind of to kind of shift out of that past present ego, like thought process, because let's, let's be honest. I mean, you're not depressed unless you're in the past or the future, 
right? Like it's very difficult to be depressed in the now. The depression usually stems from something in the past that you're thinking about and and having that recurring thought over and over, which then makes you continue to have Mm -hmm. a recurring feeling. And then anxiousness is more about the future and worry and doubt because you don't know the un like the unknown. It's not being in the present. Yeah, and I'm I'm not. You know, obviously, I'm not. I don't, I'm not a psychologist, but I also think that depression, a level of depression can come from anxiety and fear about the future, right? Of course, because you, sure. they're, they're all attached right. and it's just being able to, uh, uh, me as a metaphysical counselor, doctor, I am able to say these things. So I, <laughs> I'm i just saying, I just, um, I just wanted to make sure that they understood that. But um, where was I? Well, now you got, I know I, I got lost track. Um, uh, oh, how they're they're all past. connected. Um, how they're all connected, and then understanding that these emotions are basically signals to your body, um, letting you know that where your thoughts are are leading you towards where you are right now. The thoughts that you have been thinking have led you to where you are. So you can change those thoughts. Right, right, and I think I think that's like that. That's a beautiful point because the the power of the mind is not a joke, right? Like we create, we create everything around us through our interpretation, right? Like one of the, a beautiful metaphor to me is the metaphor of like, if like talk to cuss me out in English, like just be, just, just yell at me in English. Say you stupid motherfucker. Just do it. Just follow, just flow with me. Just, just say, fuck you, stupid motherfucker. (laughs) Say it in Spanish. Well, the same thing or something, just something different, but, but something cussing me out. Say it in Spanish. Oh man. Come on, man. No, I can't. It's like, I, I can't even like, yes, you can. Come on. Ah, um, Just picture me 10 years ago and think about something I did to you in the past. Yeah, but I, I can't out. even like, I don't know. Like, like, you're killing me right now. Bro. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't even just say something nasty in Spanish that you would say, say, bro, I know you can do this. I've heard you do this many times in lines at grocery stores at Publix in Miami. Come on, let's go. I can't. You can't say anything in Spanish. I, I feel frozen right then now. Then just say anything in Spanish that could be malparido. That's just but one like word. a phrase, bro. Like give me like 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 I like I literally ran over your child and you're getting out of the car and you're yelling at me. What would you say? Anyway, let's move on. So the point is, is that she yells at me in Spanish. If I don't understand Spanish, I don't (laughs) accept that information from her, right? Like she's cussing me out and basically calling me the worst person to ever walk the planet. And I'm just smiling because I'm like, wow, she's pretty and sexy. And damn, I like the way you talk Spanish. Say more, right? But is the reality any different? No. The only difference is, is that it's an English, it's in a language that I can't interpret. Therefore, I don't interpret the word. I interpret the beauty the the way her lips move the the tone all those things when i understand the language yeah i may be looking at those things but i'm mostly focused on the word which is open to my interpretation which then is open to good bad or indifferent depression because you can multiply that over over 60 million thoughts in a week of course and now i'm depressed because of my interpretation of an right. event right 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 and that's where the healing comes in and and that's the thing is that we, to self, never ask you to say anything in Spanish on, on camera. On camera. Um, <laughs> I will freeze. Um, <laughs> so, I don't even think you speak Spanish. <laughs> shut up, whatever. One day I should just do a whole Spanish one. Um, one day. So the point is, is that we understand that depression is a thing. It is a thing. And, and it's been labeled. But that doesn't mean the label labels you. 
the label is just for you to become aware that you are at a state that is very low. You've been thinking bad thoughts. Things have happened in your surroundings, but ultimately we are projecting our thoughts into our physical reality. So the good thing is that now, right now, you have the power to change whatever it is you want. You can choose right now to let go of the past. Right now, you can choose to stop thinking about the future and you can just focus on now. You can focus on breathing. You can focus on the sun. You can focus on nature. Like today I was looking at the birds and they were talking to each other and they were giving each other food. And I was enjoying myself in this observation mode. Do things that make you happy. And look, we get it. We have a daughter who just went through depression because of this whole 2020 thing and and how life just completely changed for her. And she Um, had two parents that wouldn't shut up talking about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And of course, you know, she's a water sign. She's a a cancer um, astrologically. So cancer um, signs usually tend to be um, a little extra emotional and don't know how to really handle their emotions that well. and that's, know if you're a teacher. you know, that's, that's something that you want to kind of, um, come here and learn in the schoolroom of earth. This is the lesson that I'm here to learn. I'm learning about my emotions. So she had to go through a whole learning experience of how to handle her emotions, how to deal with them, how to, you know, as a child, as a teenager, really, um, you know, you can see her state of mind because her, her room demonstrated it. She was, walking in filth. And I was like, you know what, part of me as a mom, as the ego part of me wanted to be like, clean that up. You know, what are you doing? But the part that understands the part that has a higher awareness understands that it's just a reflection of what she was going through and that she has to sit in her filth long enough to want to get out of it. And then she'll want to get out of it on her own. I can't force her. Hey, Telling her to pick up her her stuff is like saying, hey, change your mood. You can't just tell somebody, change your mood. Hey, go meditate. Actually, it is really hard for somebody who is in a depressed state to automatically start meditating because all these negative thoughts that they've been thinking will start to come up and it'll be too much to handle. So what you do instead is you just, like Sergio said, you change your, your brain waves by going into daydreaming, by going into art and coloring, by going into these little things that get you away from the thoughts that have been getting you into a state of depression. And slowly but surely, then you're able to meditate. Then you're able to clean up your room. Then you're able to put plants and have them grow and and open the the shades. And I'm talking right now about my daughter, like her whole life has changed because she journals, she colors, and she got tired of being depressed. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about that because I think, um, like, that's a su- super awesome example because, you know, luckily for us, like, we're very anti-pill. We're very anti-toxins. Um, modern medicine, toxins. Yeah, like, like you know, we personally don't believe that. And, again, this isn't to knock someone who disagrees, like, do you? Our own point um, of view. This is just our point of view, right? Like, I, I, luckily, she agreed with us that she didn't, she would never want to take a pill for how she was feeling. So that, that was, like, super reassuring for us. Um, but, like, what if, you know, what if you're, you're a parent and, and, and you don't have, you don't feel the same way we do? And, and what if your child does feel that way and you kind of force it upon them? Like, she has friends that, that they've had, like, the V um, and, and things, situations like this kind of that forced upon want, them yeah. from their parents. Because I can tell you, man, like, like watching your daughter, sick. yeah, like watching your daughter go through that or your child go through that, like, it, it makes you question your parenting abilities because it's like our kids go from, 
you know, being eight, nine, 10 and princesses and, and whatever to like being just like these raging emotional, like bags of, of just emotion. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to deal with. And, and, you know, you're like, I didn't raise them to be that way. That, right. that was never acceptable, but they're going through some shit. Right. And so my point is, it's like the more we the more as parents, I think a lot of times we see that we we judge ourselves and we go, we got to do something. Right. But we got to come and, from a place of acceptance. Right. But then but then we've been conditioned as adults to go, oh, she's depressed. I need to take her to see someone. Right. right. Like my mom was very much like she needs to see somebody. And, you know, she made it happen. We we were like, yeah, you said it. that's what you want to do. Then then cool. Like we like we talk to a therapist because I'm a therapist. There's nothing, wrong, There's with nothing wrong with therapy. Yeah. I mean, we, we're on the same page with the no pill thing. So we're good. Like, go go do you and, and we'll continue to work and do our stuff behind the scenes as well. But like there's as a parent, you you want to fix it. But if, again, if we understood this is a process, if we understood, just like you said, that the condition of the room is, an, a, is a, a revelation of what's going on inside her mind, you know, suddenly I'm not looking at this like I'm a shit parent, like I've made mistakes. No, it's right? like, how can Which I help we you get to, through this? Right. And, and so it's like we we release our own self-judgment. You know, and and our, allow space for our kids to experience these things, understanding that it's a process, understanding that our job is not to judge them, not to force them, not to condemn them, but to simply be there. Be right? there. Be there while they're going through this, because this is what I told her. There is no other child at the age of what is she, 14, about to be 15, who has gone through this depression, this anxiety, this um, all these feelings, not, not, to, not to say that she hasn't like completely overcame everything, but that has come out of that hole that has come out of being in that other side of darkness to now where she's actually like happy and enjoying herself and has all these hobbies and plays the piano and the ukulele and she does boxing and she reads and she freaking learns all these different languages like she's really expanding now and it's like most kids are so trapped into this you know, box that it's not until after college and after they go with this, you know, indoctrination of, well, now I have to get a job and I have to do this and I have to do that, that then they realize and they come up with all their emotions and they realize, wait a minute, I'm not even anywhere close to the path of what I really want to do. Right. And I'm basically telling her, look, you have now, you, you, you follow your heart. You do all these things that you want to do yeah. and you know what it's like to be there and how to get out of it. And that right. is a skill that you don't just, it, it you don't just learn like yeah. when you're young. So to, to have that at this age says a lot. Yeah. And I mean, and as parents too, like we, we, if we are not as parents aware, right. And we don't have this, this understanding of all the things that we're talking about, then inevitably what happens is we essentially pass on the things we learn from our mom and dad to our daughter or our son, or our children. And because they are in this constant space of, you know, identifying again with the depression, not being able to go through it, not being able to expand their mind, they're not taught all these skills that we've, that we've talked about. They in turn do the same things to their children, maybe on a different level. But in other words, you're just rinse, rinse, washing and repeating over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I mean, we've, we've been on this journey of, of self and of enlightenment for what, I mean, you much longer than I, but like hardcore, what, four or five years, six years ish. 
2013. Okay, me. so we're like seven, eight years, roughly, that we've been kind of on this journey of, of enlightenment. And this shit is hard, man. Like, like this, is not, there's nothing easy about this, right? Like if, if you're it's feeling- It's so worth it though. Right, it's so worth it. But like, the point is, is that, you know, what we're advocating for is simply taking responsibility, yeah. right? Understanding that it's I have the, the power to change my mind. I have the power to control my awareness, the things that I focus on. I have the power to learn these things, educate myself and overcome without the assistance of medication, right? In most cases, not all, whatever, you feel me, I'm not this uh-huh. and that, but we have the power to do that. But just like with health, just like with finances, just like with everything else in our life, we have to put in the effort. And it's, it's unfortunate because I feel like just like just like health, right? Like the less effort you put now, the more you kick that can down the road, mm. at some point, you're going to get hit in the face with your lack of health. And is it too late? Probably not. But then you're really going to have to put in some work. You know, right? it's 15 times harder to do it when you're already sick then versus versus now so it's like it's almost like i look at it like you're choosing a pill or you're choosing self-awareness enlightenment you know the the journey of self and the journey and understanding the power of your mind to overcome depression because i i really like knowing what i know now and no i'm sorry and knowing all the things like we've been through and we could possibly go through like i'm so much more well equipped to handle horrible situations right because of an understanding of, of everything that we've talked about, but also understanding that I don't even know, like, you know, probably 1% of what there is to know. Good. I'm sorry. No, I don't know anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. I mean, you just got to interrupt if it's that serious. Yeah, but I lost it because I was trying to hold on to it. And then I'm like, I want to hear you. So let me let go of it. And then it'll come back. Just breathe. Um, Oh, that, that, that health is just the thing you were saying about health is the same as depression, but what were you saying about health so that it can come back to me? Um, just that, I mean, you have to the awareness. Oh, that, that eventually it, it comes to you later. So if you have all these thoughts and all these emotions that you've been just suppressing, 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 oh, I'm fine. Or denial, denial is a big one. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Later on, it will catch up to you and you will feel certain things that you just have been suppressing before, but they're still there. So it's a matter of healing, looking at our thoughts, looking at our emotions and, and just acknowledging being in awareness of who you are. So we're going to end it there. Cause I think it's long. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and I think, I mean, and I think last, last thought I have is that I think that our journey is that our journey and everything that we've been through is an exact replica, a rep- reflection of that lack of awareness and understanding. Right. Like it, we're basically saying, look, it's doable. Like we've been there, we've done that. We're not there now. And it's doable. It's, it's, it's a process. And if you want to read more about it, Summer Love is launching on June 21st of this year, where we wrote about um, our love story and all the depression and all the anxiety that we went through, but we overcame. Um, so yeah, too. And like stay tuned. The Academy. That's why that's why we do what we do, because, um, you know, again, firsthand experiences of, of the self-work and the self-mastery. You know, it opens it opens doors and, and heals wounds and, and heals relationships that it wouldn't otherwise do. So, you know, that's what we do in the academy. You know, we we kind of teach you this stuff, um, how to think differently, how to be differently, how to uh, kind of transgress and rise and become enlightened. Anyway, for sure. Peace. Peace.